welcome to the Valiant Central Podcast Special Edition. Beep, 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 beep. Breaking news. Uh, I have gathered a a a cornucopia of uh, minds, great minds. Joining me, as always, is Duan. Hello, Duan. Merry Christmas, guys. Yes. Travis, hello. Uh, hello, Martino. And Glad to be here. Back again, Ronald McDonald. Happy. Happy birthday! <laughs> I'm glad everyone is in a good mood as the world burns. Welcome, gentlemen. Uh, you know, I, I, I made a joke the other day. I said, this is the best time for jokes. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Everyone's stuck at home while panicking, watching uh, Contagion on repeat. Yep. Right? Or depressed. Yeah, depressed. They won't go outside. Uh, perfect time for jokes. Go uh, go watch a comedy special. Plenty of those on Netflix. Uh, how are you, gentlemen? Good. I yeah. made a lot of toilet paper runs nice. this weekend. <laughs> did you find any? No, but my <laughs> wife did. We have we have six additional rolls. So. Very nice. You should have uh, picked up a bidet while you were at it. It probably could, but wallpaper comes first. I uh, see. You have plenty of toilet paper. Yes, I do. <laughs> I didn't think about that. Good yeah, job. there you go. <laughs> Travis, how are you uh, faring with the lockdown? Uh, I'm doing all right, man. Uh, making uh, more beer runs than toilet paper runs, but uh, you know, like, see, that's smart. As long as that's in supply, I think I'll be okay. Uh, and to your point, by the way, I heard that there, like, there's a craze on bidets right now. Everybody's trying to get them. See, so, so I thought of you. You should, yeah. Uh, yeah. Trendsetter. We've been saying that for years. You know, that everyone should get a bidet. No one listened. I have the yeah. Missouri bidet. It's called a spray bottle. <laughs> <laughs> Ronnie, are you guys on lockdown yet? Um, starting, um, I don't know when this is coming out. Monday at 2 a.m. in the morning, everything is locked down except for essential jobs. Mm. Yeah, I'm trying are to you figure essential? out. How, yeah, how do they figure out essential? Essential as in like uh, health, fire, police. Um, yeah grocery stores until like midnight or until like eight i think mm. um i'm essential because i'm in the communications field so i have to keep the communications up and going at certain businesses gotcha makes sense what, what about liquor, yeah, the, stores? Uh, liquor stores are essential and mm-hmm. uh where it's legal weed dispensaries are also essential workers. oh very good yeah because if you're staying in all day what about in Colorado? Yeah. Can you get mushrooms still? Because that's where I'm heading. Uh, you have to ask Justin that. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mike yeah. Myers. Oh, that's yeah. right. Mike Mike knows too. Yeah. Uh, anyways, the uh, yeah, interesting stuff. We're not on lockdown yet. Uh, I think uh, Columbia is locked down. That's the state capital. Uh, they've had the most cases, but the state itself is not locked down. Uh, so for now, it's business as usual. Except it is scary going outside because there's nobody anywhere. So uh, that's always fun. Uh, traffic's been great. My commute's fantastic. But outside of that, nothing special going on. So uh, we, we decided to do this special edition episode. Uh, Rana, to answer your question, this is coming out on Monday. Uh, so tomorrow. Uh, because okay. uh, there was some news that came out of, well, not through Valiant, but of Valiant. Uh, that kind of went against uh, something that we had discussed on the previous episode, as we had Greg on, uh, where I asked the question how this was impacting the company, and uh, it seemed like everything was business as usual. And uh, that apparently was the case until that point. Uh, the next day, a decision was made that kind of went against that. So it's kind of a maybe a hasty decision, and uh, it seems like Valiant has told everyone to put pencils down. So I'm going to I'm going to give the the very brief story and then we can talk about this a little bit. Um so as it turns out there was possibly a meeting that happened, uh talent was told not to work on anything anymore until the situation was resolved. Um how this was told to anyone else at the company, uh I don't think we have that information. Um but the talent was definitely told and it seems like, you know, these are work for hire guys, right? So they're obviously a little upset. Uh, I know Ronnie, you shared a, a tweet and a retweet from a couple of people. Um, I guess we can say names, right? Because if they're doing it publicly, they probably don't care. Uh, so Ryan Brown 
artist of Quantum and Woody uh, tweeted out that uh, he was told to put pencils down. And then Tim Seeley retweeted and confirmed that he was also told uh, to put pencils down on Bloodshot. Uh, which I guess that means no Valiant Comics for a little while. Okay, And I guess maybe we can talk a little bit about the possible intricacies of that. Because I think even that is not entirely true either. So... Who wants to kick this off? Well, just to clarify, because I, I read the uh, the article again uh, a little bit ago. So everything that is finished is going to go to press, is my understanding. But anything that's not finished, they're stopped dead. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what that entails. Obviously, stuff that's going out this week will go. And then, I don't know. The, they mentioned Rye, I think, and maybe another Bloodshot. So that, that might be... Also, they're like we may get a few more before it fully stops. Right. I mean, I would assume at this month's stuff is fine, and next month's stuff is fine. We just may not get any new books in May. Hmm. So I always thought Valiant operated to where they had a year's worth of books in the can, and so you know because they always prided themselves on not being late. So it makes it seem like they may may have had a change in the way they operate. So I don't I don't think the books are actually made that far ahead of time. Uh, I think some of them may be written months in advance, but the art is not done months in advance. Um, or you might not have a finalized version of a book, right? So like the, the script and the art might be done, but it's not colored. It's not lettered, all that stuff. Because, um, I mean, like we saw an early copy of Exo War several months ago, right? Um, and that was just unfinished pencils. So I think that's maybe kind of what's going on in that regards. Uh, I don't think the books are necessarily entirely finished a year in advance. Uh, you might have like plot lines and things like that, but not actual finished books. But to like the one's point, though, I don't I guess I don't understand why the pencils down saying period. Right. Because like. Even if it's not a number one, I understand pushing off number ones because then that's a big uh, seller for local comic shops. Mm-hmm. But like, if you still have the ongoings coming on, and like you're still going to pay your talent to do it, because once we're out of this situation, then we're going to have to wait two or three more months after that before actually books are done. Then. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of weird because I was just thinking, like, why wouldn't they just put them out digitally? But then that would hurt the comic shops, you know, if they didn't want to print. You could still put it out. I mean, you you could still put it out digitally, but also put it out physically to comic shops. Um, I don't know that that's... I think, specifically, they said, hold off on number ones, which makes sense because, you know, all the number ones have high ratio variants. You know, customers may not have the money. Shops don't have the money to, like, order for that stuff. So that makes sense. But that, I guess, is so much of what this whole year was that there's not enough, like, in the pipeline right now to, to like, keep, I don't know, the full editorial staff and whatnot and marketing staff going. Is that maybe what is happening? Well, so I think that's a good point, Travis. Uh you know, the talent is work for hire, whereas editorial and marketing and those guys work for the company. Uh, so it seems to me like part part of the decision was made in order to be able to continue keeping the people in staff uh, that are actual Valiant employees there. Um, now, granted, they're not the ones doing the creative work on the books, right? Like the writing and the, the art and all that. Um, but those are the employees of Valiant, whereas the talent are freelancers so the freelancers do they sign like do they sign like is it just per issue deals or do they sign like i'm guaranteed to get paid through the mini series like four issues five issues six issues i mean anything extras gravy i i don't know any company that like reveals contracts right mm-hmm. um so i you know without asking one of those guys i don't think we could get that information uh, unless someone from Valiant Listening would be graceful enough to share that information. Uh, but again, I've never seen an actual contract being shown uh, from, any, from any publisher. Um, my assumption is there is some of that involved, um, but I'm not sure like how that relates to 
like keeping them on and still getting paid. You see what I mean? Like there might be like a commitment to do a certain number of issues. Right. Um, but, you know, unless the issue actually comes out, you're not getting paid for it. Sounds like they need a, a, a union. I the writers think, in the artist union. So I think uh, like Neil Adams had talked about this decades ago mm-hmm. um, with the whole Siegel and Schuster thing, because uh, he was he was very much like the guy that got those guys paid for Superman, right? Um, mm-hmm. If it wasn't for Neil Adams, those guys would have nothing. Um, and I think and there was. Go ahead. You said his name twice, so we owe him PayPal to one hundred and forty dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yes. That's a C2E2 joke. Yeah, I, 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 yes, yes. <laughs> um, he's a very nice man, okay? Quit talking bad about him. Um, but anyways, so there was talk back then, and uh, and I think that's partially the reason why, like, the image guys left, right? Marvel and DC. Um, is to try to do something where they would have more creative rights. Uh, but in terms of an actual union, there's... I don't think ever been much of a push to unionize uh, comic book workers. Uh, I don't know how that would help now, to be honest. Uh, I mean, maybe it would help with some kind of like healthcare package or whatever. Uh, yeah, that's something that you know we forget, right? Like these guys don't have health insurance or anything; they're freelancers, so they need to pay for all that stuff out of pocket, right? Uh, and as a freelancer, like you do your own taxes, so. You know, you automatically hold back like 30, 40 percent uh, to pay your taxes at the end of the year because uh, you're you're not paying taxes like somebody that works for some other corporation might. Um, I know there's been uh, there's been many pushes to um, in the past from like the comic book legal defense fund and stuff like that to take care of certain like lawyer fees or um, like in dire situations, taking care of somebody's hospitalization and things like that. Uh, but it's never been an industry-wide thing, right? It's like people that work in comics automatically assume like, hey, if this is what I'm going to do, then like I need to also figure out how to take care of myself in these other regards. You know what? It sounds like, you know, refereeing, you know, you get scheduled games, but they can take them away from you at any time and they don't owe you any money. Hmm. Yeah. At all. You know, yeah. unless they, I guess the rule is in most sports, if they don't tell you by 3.30 p.m. that the game is canceled, they don't owe you anything. And that's kind of in the agreement for each game. So it's you're a 1099 employee, so it, it might be kind of the same deal. Like, yeah, we'll we'll sign you up to do all these books, but we can take them away at any time we want mm-hmm. because you're just a hired assassin. So I would I would assume that it depends on the uh, the leverage or bargaining power of the creator. So somebody that's a get that you that you know like doesn't necessarily work for anybody that you know like could maybe negotiate for some kind of guarantee. You know, if you're like, yeah, you know, we're going to commit to this, so you're guaranteed X number of issues. And mm-hmm. if you take them off that, you got to pay them out somehow. You know, right, there's right. buyout. So, but, you know, somebody that's a newer creator, I'm assuming is totally at will, that it's like, it's not working out. You know, sorry. Yeah, yeah. And I'm sure, you know, somebody like uh, like Tom King or those guys have a lot more pull when creating their contracts into like what they get, right? Um, whereas somebody that's brand new to comics or still breaking into comics wouldn't have any kind of pull. Um, that's, I mean, that's why a lot of these guys have agents to kind of deal with that kind of thing, right? Because they, they might not know or they might not be good at it. Um, yeah, that's actually kind of interesting and, and something that I hadn't thought about when this whole news was announced as to what the actual impact to the creator is aside from not just getting a paycheck, right? Because uh, I think most people don't work freelance, right? They work for a company. And a lot of the stuff is kind of taken care of for you. Uh, so that's kind of interesting. Uh, it sucks for the creators, though, right? And, like, some of these guys, I know, Travis, you and I were talking earlier about, like, Patreons for creators. Uh, some of these guys do have Patreons, and, I mean, that does help a little bit. Uh, but I don't think I've ever seen a Patreon for a comic book creator that would be enough to earn a living wage without continuing to put out new books sure yeah i mean it's just something you know like i i'm sure all these creators like for for what it's worth you know if you if you're worried about them or you want to support them there are ways to do it you know um like example ryan brown just put out a kickstarter for a new gods and astronauts thing Mm -hmm. and like it's crushing it so anybody wants to take care of him like go check that out or you know maybe you can 
get a commission or, you know, find an art dealer who's selling their original art or something, you know, or Patreon, like, yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't know how quickly you can scramble. Like, it seems like maybe Ryan just put that together to go and do this. And this Kickstarter is going to pay his bills for a bit, but I don't know, you know, if everybody can do the same thing. Yeah. Well, and I've seen some folks doing like, uh, like seven commissions, Right, because that that'll get you through, you know, a month or two paying your bills. Um, but not everybody can do that. Not everybody has the fan base. We're like they'll have seven people dedicated enough where they'll be like, yeah, I'll spend two, three hundred bucks on, you know, original art from this person. Um, and also like people are kind of scared to spend money right now because they don't know like what's gonna happen, right? Yeah. So why spend, you know, three, four hundred, five hundred dollars on a piece of original art? What if like next month I I lose my job and I can't buy food for my kids right that's kind of tough and scary for a lot of folks i mean that's where patreon is would be useful if everybody had patreon is you could give people like a dollar each and that would accumulate in theory right i mean in theory yes but like even in good times i see a lot of like really creative people with very small patrons right and now when things get tough i mean some of those people could just cancel their pledges altogether, even at just like a buck or two. I mean, some people are responding by trying to, to be generous, especially to people that don't have, a, you know, like a steady uh, income. Mm-hmm. So like, so like different people are responding different ways. Some people are getting more conservative and some people are trying to be generous. Yes. And I, I will say this since, since we're bringing this into the conversation, um, I, I don't like to ever get preachy on anybody, but, you know, we we as people, as humans, have gotten to this point by cooperating with each other. Um, so to me, it seems to make more sense that in, in tough times to be extra helpful to each other uh, and not hoard 8,000 rolls of toilet paper, right? Um, so that's just something to keep in mind. But, or can we hoard comics? I mean, we already do that. <laughs> Absolutely, we already do that. And I mean, if you run out of toilet paper, there's plenty of, t- of comics in the quarter bin. Okay, oh. but you can't flush it though. You well, gotta throw it out the trash. Just compost it. Okay. Yeah. Don't flush. It. Yeah, don't flush it because then you have to call a plumber. Yeah. Yeah. Just chop it up hard. and mix it with your fertilizer and grow grass seed with it. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> perfect. <laughs> That's uh, perfect. So, how do, how do you guys feel about this? What if what if we don't have new comics coming out well at least we can go back and read old ones but you know i get all the valiant comics from a pull list so that was my initial thought like i'm still gonna get those books you know even if i can't go to the shop and pick them up i'll still pay for them over the phone even my shop is offering like curbside pickup or they'll ship you your books if you're you don't want to go in um so why miss out on on that money Mm mm-hmm you know, even if your LCS is cut back and just say, I'm not going to order anything other than what my pull customers have. I mean, it, it's still a win-win for Valiant, us, and the LCS. So I'm kind of, I, I just, there's something, there's a gap that needs to be filled there that I don't really understand why they just said cut it off until further notice. Yeah, that does seem, I, it seems a little hasty, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that Diamond is working on some kind of relief package for stores. Uh, I don't know how much of that is going to help because uh, the details of that are not public yet. Um, I do know that a lot of publishers have made their books fully refundable right now. Uh, so I think Image is the one that started that. And if I'm not mistaken, Marvel and DC said they would do it as well. I thought Valiant was going to do it as well. But you know, if no books are coming out, that may not be the case anymore. Um so, I mean, that would help, right? Because then you're not stuck with the books. Uh, the problem is you still have to pay for the books. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So ultimately, it's going to be up to Diamond how all this works out and how many shops survive some of this stuff going forward. Because um, I know that there's already shops getting ready to close down uh, or just simply not ordering any new books. So, so we'll see. I may, Yeah, maybe just like advance everybody, <laughs> you know, like it's all on credit for x number of months or whatever and then you know if you survive you pay it back but it's probably a risky move it's really crazy it's like my comic shop that i go to my lcs he's like we're staying open 
you know, even with the shutdown, we're just going to stay open and we'll figure out a way to get you your books. Just uh, he said, just take a look at your pull list because he doesn't want to have to he doesn't want to have to pay for these books. And then you say, oh, I'm in a financial crunch. I can't, you know, pay for them. He mm-hmm. says, you know, call your list down now so that, you know, nobody's out of any money. But then the one of the bigger shops, the more famous shops in the area, the Laughing Ogre, they just sent out something today like, no, we're just shutting our doors, mm-hmm. not closing down. But they're, you know, since the governor said stay at home, he's just like, we're just going to stay at home. Which shocked me because, like I said, they're one of the bigger, more prominent comic shops in the in the city. Right. Well, I mean, because they're bigger, they might have more funds to deal with this kind of situation, right? True. Whereas a smaller store might not. Uh, I'm curious, like, what if there's just a, a shutdown period? Like, a comic book store is not an essential service, right? So they True. would have to close yeah. down anyway. They're going to have to, yeah. But they could mail, them, mail the books to you. Not if they can't get to the shop. Yeah, not if they can't get their books. I mean, there are, there are places in L.A. that do home delivery. There, you know, I I feel like you know certain places could stay open if if you're doing business that way. You know, uh, if it if it's non-essential, you're not supposed to stay open though. Right. Yeah, but if it's one person in a store putting together packages that that you then hand off to drivers to deliver, like there's. There's minimal risk. I, I, yeah, it depends on what the orders are. Right. For the postal service, I mean, you could close your front door and keep your back door open. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's possible. M- mail everybody's books out that way. And so, so I don't want to sound insensitive, but I'm going to be that guy. Uh, oh, boy. It seems to me like a lot of the problems that we're seeing some of these shops face – uh, are problems that we've had for quite a while uh, when things were great, right? Uh, we're talking about, you know, shops now are doing mail order before or mail order now. Well, why couldn't do mail order before, right? I mean, you have shops like uh, DCBS and those kind of places that have been doing mail orders for years. And, and those guys do very well because they were able to ship across the country. Uh, now all of a sudden we have a crisis and smaller shops can do it. Uh, same with Polis. You know, we've been saying, you know, a lot of shops closing down because people don't pay for their books. Well, now you can take pre-orders and pay up front for your book. Well, why weren't we doing this before? You see what I mean? Like, I don't want to be that guy, but all the problems we had before are being solved now. And we could have had this the entire time. Right. No, I'm with you. Because, like, I think, like you said, like DCBS or Calabunga, for example, mm-hmm. who's been doing it for, you know, a couple of years couple now, of years, at least. Yeah. Yep. Um, their transition into this crisis is going to be a hell of a lot smoother than, say, you know, whatever green misty ogre or whatever Dewan said that that comic book shop name was. Right. right, right. That didn't do it before. Misty. Nailed it. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> but you but you see what I'm saying though? Like and I agree with you. Like this is something that should have been done before. Mm-hmm. Like, Dewan, you don't you get your some of your valiant comics from a shop that's nowhere even close to you, right? Right. So like you've been doing that, they've been doing that already. Like mm-hmm. I'm gonna get another publisher's comics shipped to me because I don't have I don't have an LCS that will carry them. So like they've already established that. So yeah, I'm with you. Like this is something that should have been in place way before now. Right. I mean, you can't go anywhere and just be like, uh, let me get, uh, let me get these hundred dollars worth of groceries. Um, I'll, I'll pay you next week. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> like that doesn't happen. Yeah, so, it's... so why can't you do that with comics? What's the difference? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's you just take a credit card and you're like, if you don't show up for these, we're gonna run this on your card, and you know, you're gonna like sign this piece of paper that says we can do that. Well, it's not even that. Like, if I go to a bar around here, my debit card stays up there until I leave said bar. Right. Mm-hmm. And then, so that way, I don't have to swipe my debit card a hundred times. Yep. So, anyways, I don't want to be that guy, and this is not for anybody that owns a shop or works at a shop or like has a shop they love. This is not like a knock on any particular shop. It's just, to me, common sense. 
right? Like yeah, none right. of the problems we're seeing at comic shops during this crisis are anything new whatsoever, right? All these services could have been offered for a long time and mm -hmm. shops wouldn't be bleeding customers. But now we have the situation. I mean, yeah. dude, like it's an industry that in, in a lot of senses kind of lives in the past, you know? Sure. Like, I don't know, you know, it's like, a lot of other industries, let's just say, have faced a thing wherein, you know, physical stores close down, physical product disappears. Right. You know, and and now they they just sell digital products. Yes. You know, like it's I, I don't know, you, like if you're trying to be unpopular opinion. Why not just go and say that, that, that it's like maybe this thing ultimately transitions to a thing where, you know, it's like people are like, hey, digital comics are pretty much the same thing and take that part of the industry seriously for once and just don't pretend it doesn't exist mm -hmm. you know maybe somebody could put out numbers for real sales numbers on comiXology <laughs> and you could see that oh my god like there's a lot of sales here you know and it's a lot of money and we're not just pretending like the shit doesn't exist right um, and i look at it too can I just make one point, Martin? The, the, the one thing that comics does, to Travis's point, it is operating on like an old system. You remember like in the 30s and the 20s, you could get your groceries or whatever on credit? Sure. And that's essentially what we're doing. You're ordering books on credit with the hopes that you'll come in and pay. Mm -hmm. And over time, that hasn't bore out to be something that, that's feasible because the shop owner is delivering a product on credit and then a lot of times they get stiffed and the comic industry or LCS kind of operate that way to where it'd be better and it make it makes the consumer more responsible if you pay for it up front. I'm going to pre-order you these books, pay me up front for them, mm -hmm. I'll get you the books at a discount, you know, or whatever. And then if a book is damaged or it doesn't come in, then I'll refund you the money mm -hmm. like DCBS does or something. Yep. I think comic shops, they just need to maybe change the way they do business. And I don't know, like you said, Martin, I don't know, you know, we, I don't own a shop. We don't own a shop. I don't know why, why we still operate like that way. I mean, I like it as a consumer, but I can see how shops get stiffed a lot. Mm -hmm. Sure. Well, I mean, and, and this came up when we were chatting with Greg last week, and I want to get your thoughts uh, now that we have some new developments uh, what what if people just start deciding like screw this I'm just gonna get my books in comicsology. I, I like physical books. I'm old school. Well, and you're also a collector though. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Right. So like I think for for people that are, are collectors or still feel that nostalgia on physical copies, there's nothing that any there's nothing in the world that can happen that will prevent you from buying those physical copies. Right. Uh, like even myself, having moved almost entirely to digital, I still get a couple books in print only. Well, actually, that's not true because the books that I get print only, I get like print and hardcover and trade paperback and also digitally in case I don't make it to the shop, I can read them. Um, but those are like a handful of books, right? Like Batman Detective, those kind of things. Um, everything else, like I'm totally fine getting a, a, a digital copy. And also, like a lot of times, I'll buy a book double. I'll read it digitally because I don't want to touch the book. I just right. get the physical book and just. But then some of them, you want to smell the rich mahogany of the book, yeah. and then you, <laughs> the leather bound boundness of the book. So, well, and see, then hardcovers too, you know. I I really like that. Well, yes, for hardcovers for oh. sure. Don't even get me started on the hardcover. <laughs> <laughs> But like nothing smells better than like an old like Silver Age book, right? Or like a, an old Golden Age book with like all the fungus on the side. Mmm, delicious. Um, but like you know, those kind of customers are few and far between, right? I would say a large number of people still reading comics uh, don't care so much for that, right? Like those, the people that are doing that are picking up like the same four or five DC and Marvel books, and that's it. Right. And, and mm -hmm. what, what keeps the industry afloat are people like us that have very particular tastes and needs for certain kinds of books. OK. And it just so happens that like, hey, they might pick up a Valiant book or they may pick up an Aftershock book or whatever else uh, while they're in the shop. Uh, but for, for common people like 
they probably don't care, right? Like they want the X Men book, the, the Daredevil book. The, well, maybe not Daredevil. Uh, that's a good book though. Uh, like Deadpool, Harley Quinn, whatever. Like those kind of things. Yeah, well, they, they can get that anywhere. Yeah. So. I, mean, I, I think there's like a generational thing too. You know, like we obviously are close. You know, more on the generation where that's you know how we learn the experience was physical, obviously. Yeah. You know, but like going all in on physical is you know and and keeping all in on physical to to milk it on people like us kind of ignores the youngs coming up uh, who that's youngs. not what how what they do that's not how they experience media yeah you know it's all streaming dude i've mentioned this before like my kids don't play video games they watch other people play video games right and, yeah, and, and but e- even some comics like they don't they don't read those they watch a video about somebody that read the comic Yep, exactly. Yeah, but it's like try selling a, a, you know, a young on the idea of buying a CD, you know, and it's like here, there's you, like, yeah, no, you pay a lot more than you would for like streaming this, but you also have it physically. So you need a machine to play it, mm-hmm. you know, like, you know, oh, here's a DVD, you know, like put it on a shelf and like it'll sit there for a while. Uh, you know, or you could stream it from the cloud. You know, it, it's like, you know, I, I feel like it. It's just a lot of industries have experienced moving to digital, and it's it's a sea change, but it can be done. Mm-hmm. So just pretending like it can't be done, and maybe not <laughs> refusing to acknowledge that perhaps it's an opportunity to to experiment with that just seems. Incredibly short-sighted. Yes. And, and and I think we're still missing, too. Like, they're going away. They're, they take pencils down, so they're not even doing digital or, or physical. Right. Which yeah. makes still makes me scratch my head. Like, why? Yeah, like, is DMG just saying we're just not – we're not going to pump any more money? Like, we see a financial crunch coming. Maybe we didn't make as much as we wanted off – well, Bloodshot was Sony, right? Not DMG. Yeah, Sony. Sony. Okay. Something's happening there to where they're just saying hot all you know physical media, which which baffles me. I don't get it. They're they're giving up on the digital side and the physical side. Right. Yeah. So it's gotta, like there would there would yeah. still be a market, right? Yeah. I mean, Valiant fans don't care. Yeah. Valiant and fans now that, will put on a hazmat suit and go to the shop. Yeah. Damn right. And now there's even more of a market because the whole world shut down pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. We need it. Yeah. <sighs> Yep, I agree. I mean, and that's why putting the Bloodshot movie is such a good decision, right? On on streaming, yep. uh, they're not making any money on the movies. Movies theaters are closed. Yep. So, like, I understand that a lot of shops are not closed, but I think like this mentality where like we have to appease the shops at all costs uh, is really hurting a lot more than it's doing any good. Like, don't get me wrong, I believe in supporting shops, but like there are shops that have evolved to a point where they survive regardless. Mm-hmm. So it sucks they're, they're that just shops, not... well, I mean, it sucks that shops will close down, but like that's the reality of things. You can't just not move forward because like it's gonna hurt some people. I think comics is like any other industry. Like you can't, like you can't run Detroit just on the car industry. It's gonna bite you in the butt at one point, mm-hmm. which it did. So that's why they get into games and figures, you know. Hard covers. I mean, they just diversify themselves to kind of insulate themselves. So yeah, one genre or one part of their business is down. Another part will have enough margin to make up for it. And um, but just yeah, I mean, but you still have to have all those components there operating to even make a profit. So so let me give you an example. This is gonna date. Let, let's see who this dates. Uh, back in the day when VCRs first came out. Okay. The I'm on VCR. The the movie exactly. the movie industry sued. Uh, who was uh, was it? Sony that was making VCRs. I can't remember who it was. RCA. Uh, RCA. RCA. Um, I think they tried to sue Sony when when DVDs came out. Um, they sued RCA because they saw no value in in VCRs and VHS tapes. Um, that it would only lead to pirating movies. And and guess what? Uh, the majority of movies make most of their money in the aftermarket when with with VHS tapes being sold. Well, not now obviously, but this was back, you know, in the 80s. 
they were making more money than movies were making at the box office. So and they, the movies were staying at the box office longer than what they do now. Correct. Right. Correct. I mean, it, it took, what, like six months to a year before you can buy a VHS? Yeah. Correct. Right? So you had to go to the movies. And they were still making more on the VHS. Uh, I see some similarities here now, man. Like, there's going to be a way where the industry is going to find out how to deal with the situation. Okay? And it's going to mean that we don't do things the way we've been, we've been doing it for 80 years. Well, I mean, comic shops aren't that old. So whatever, 40 years, right? There's going to be a new way. And yes, it will mean that there's going to be less shops, uh, less people working in a shop, maybe less comic books, and maybe less comic book companies. Uh, but there's never going to be no demand for comics, right? Like people still buy vinyl records. Ooh. Right. There's, yeah. there's always going to be a demand for that because people love nostalgic things. And and I've been saying this for years. I I've been saying this. Let's see. When when did I start that other podcast? Like two years ago. Uh, which I don't do it anymore. I have somebody else do it now. Uh, but I I always said on that show, there's going to be a time when comic shops are like going to the vinyl record store, right? Yep. Co collectors are going to go. They're going to find their old books. They're going to be some books that they they look out for. Maybe a variant cover, or whatever. Uh, the way that that's done might have to change. But like, there's always going to be those people. And and I include myself in that, right? Like DC's never gonna not publish Batman, never, right? So I'm oh, always maybe. Have, well, I'm always gonna have at least one comic to read. Okay, I I know that for sure. Well, mm, yeah, I agree with you. There's always it's, people may not buy new issues, but they're always gonna buy the back issues. Yes, because it reminds them of their childhood. Like that's why we do it. I mean, it reminds us of our childhood. Mm -hmm. you know, and then it, well, you don't even have to have back issues because those get scarce, and you have trade paperbacks or hardcovers. So sure. it's always going to be there. But some people still want the back issues, right? Because you're like, oh, well, it's, yes. it's a rare thing. I, I need to yes. have this rare thing. Yes. I'm not saying that was going away. I'm just saying more so I would say that people buying hardcovers or trade paperbacks would be more plentiful than actual people going out and trying to find certain issues. Yes, yes. Well, and, and not to bring in uh, a different comic book company, but it is tangentially related. Uh, I, I think Mike Myers said it best in a tweet. Uh, what a perfect time to launch a comic book company named Bad Idea. <laughs> yeah. Uh, when you're only doing print comics for a select group of shops. Oh, man. Yeah. That'll be interesting. Yeah. It's going to be interesting to see how they hold up during this especially if this virus thing is, is going to be prolonged it's yeah. going to be really interesting i mean granted like if you are saying like we're only doing select shops you already know that you're not going to be selling that many right mm -hmm. um so like that that's already kind of built into the business model um but even then like if those shops are struggling as it is like can you still receive that commitment uh that that might be a, a tough sell yeah you know? they're gonna have to uh, they're gonna have to have a short-term adaptation. They're gonna have to adapt on a short term. Yeah, yeah. And maybe relax some of their requirements because they can't hold these shops accountable for the things that they want to hold them accountable for um, going through this. It's mm -hmm. just yeah, there's got to be a lot of flexibility on everybody's part. Yeah. Uh. Yes, flexibility. That's a good keyword for this whole thing because <clears throat> I think. Um, Martin, you said it earlier. Was it seems to us that uh, Valiant or DMG or whoever maybe acted a little hastily instead of being flexible? And, and again, I mean, there there may be more to the decision than we all know, right? Like none of us were in that room. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, for sure. So there's no telling. Uh, but you got you always got to think of optics, right? Like how does this look to other people? Uh, and that's the reason that we are doing this podcast now, because it didn't look good on us to have someone from Valiant say, like, everything's cool, guys, like business as usual. And those well, things not, change. Right. Well, and, not not just us, though, but also on Greg himself, too. Sure. And and that's right. not that's not a knock on Greg either. Right. Yeah. Um, which I, I messaged Greg earlier and I said, look, we I heard the news. Like, don't freak out. We're not mad at you. Yeah. Um, but like, you know, you got to think about those kind of things as well. Like what? Are, what are the optics of of the whole thing? Uh, and and it could have been handled better. Mm -hmm. Yeah, something. Yeah, we there's a missing piece there. Like I said earlier, 
because it just doesn't make sense right now. Yeah. Because I know my comic shop, if Viant stops for two or three months, I mean, they're just losing out on my money. Mm-hmm. Right? Sure. I mean, it's not a lot of money, but... Not just your losing. money. They're losing out on a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I buy every cover that, you know, they don't get the high ratio variance, but if there's an A, B, and C and a pre-order cover for each title, I get those, you know? So it's not like I'm just buying cover A of each book. Hmm. They're just going to, they're going to miss out on that. And I mean, it's not a lot of money, but it's money. Yeah. You know, would you, would you rather make a little money or no money? Right. Unless they're operating at a, at a deficit, it just doesn't make sense to me. Well, I think, I don't know, a lot of shops run very small to zero margin. Right. Right. Like in order to, to run a shop, you really have to love owning a shop because uh, there's not a lot of money in it. Uh, that's probably why some of the shops break out and do like conventions, local conventions, because uh, there is money in that. And money's into buying people's collections and then finding those jewels in there and selling those. You know, yeah. the, the issues on the wall. They, they they probably make big margins on that because it's like a pawn shop, right? They'll buy, say, the collection's worth five thousand dollars. They might buy it for like fifteen hundred, seventeen hundred dollars max, maybe. Mm-hmm. And then they'll pick out maybe twenty books in that collection that'll get all that money back, and then everything else is just gravy. Yeah. Well, same thing with ratio variance, right? So, like, if you are buying every one in twenty ratio, then like you're paying for all those twenty books, mm-hmm. right? Exactly. So, if they sell them or not doesn't really matter because they made their money back. Um, mm-hmm. so everything beyond that is profit. Mm-hmm. So they get me every time. They get do get you time. every time. Every time. Uh, so it's it's tough. Any uh, any other thoughts on this whole situation? I think I'm good, actually. Great. I mean, I think it's a shame that. You know, the creators had to like the ones that were already in a series couldn't finish like whatever arc they're on. You know, like yeah. have to imagine that Ryan Brown was pretty close to or at least like a good way through like the next issue, which may or may not be the last one. You know, like so why that couldn't finish? I don't know. Seems like it's not fully answered by the explanation. Like, so I, I don't know. Still a little confused, I guess. Yep. I just feel bad for the creators, like the artists and the writers, colorists, because it's going to be tough, you know, during whatever we're about to go through. And it's going to make it even tougher on them. Like you said, they don't get health care. They don't they don't get a salary. It's just they're asked out. It's just just it just makes me feel bad you yep. know, when it doesn't have to be that way. Well, and it, it has me curious what's going to happen with other companies, too. Right. Um, because when you're not the first guy to be like, Hey, we're going to shut down for a little while, then it's like more acceptable to say, Hey, we're also going to shut down. Right. Um, mm-hmm. cause you're no longer the first guy. Right. So, uh, so now it's okay. Uh, and, and of course, like, you know, Marvel and DC may not shut down production on their comics. They may, uh, but they may not. Uh, so then we'll just be back to reading Marvel and DC and image, I guess. Um, ask- creator owned were already paying themselves, right? Yes. Creator yes. So like there's no reason necessarily that those companies need to stop. Like I don't know how big their editorial overhead is. Like Correct. there's some overhead for marketing probably. Yep. So I have one last question. Yes. So with this shutdown, no matter what um is behind closed doors or what, do you think that a, it hurts the creators that'll come back, or will they come back on the um, back end of the this crisis? And then two, on top of that, like, will it hurt creators coming in long after this process because of this situation? Hmm. I don't think it would hurt people like after everything is said and done. But like new creators after everything is back to normal, I think would understand that uh, it's like kind of unprecedented situation. Um, but I don't necessarily know that I would expect anybody that's currently a creator to come back when it's, you know, it's, you might be onto something else and not available and they need to start up again, you know? So like, it's probably crapshoot for that. I wouldn't see why the creators wouldn't come back unless they just, just got a bath. You know, if they were treated bad, I don't know how Valiant told these creators that, you know, 
your services were no longer needed in the in the community. You know, it's a way to say yeah. it and a way not to say it. You know, if they yeah. if they presented it in a way like, you know, it's not feasible economically for us to do this. We want you to come back when things get better. You, you know, they may come back if they just said you're cut off. Sorry for your luck. then you know, they may have a bad taste in their mouth and never come back. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, you like you might get busy with something else, you know, mm-hmm. that's it. like that. They're going to have to they're they're off finding something else right now, you know. So, yeah, it's I don't know. It's like whatever your your relationship when the girl you're looking at, like, is available. You know, she's not necessarily going to be available when you're out of the relationship or whatever. I agree. You know, it's like the world doesn't stop for you. Well, unless you're Grant Morrison. Then oh, boy. You create the world so you can do whatever you want with it. Well, dude, I've been wanting Grant to uh, to come over. Oh. <laughs> he could write Divinity. He does, oh. he, he does like redheads, so, you know, maybe. Good, let him ruin Ru- Ruku, then. Oh, uh, you shut your mouth. <laughs> you shut no, your I mouth. No, I was just curious, because, like, some, I mean, some of the creators might have looked for that income during the shutdown process. You know what I mean? Mm. And then you get, you know, laid off or however you look at it, then it m- might leave a bad taste in your mouth for it. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I agree. I mean, what happens if these guys don't want to come back because of the situation? Yeah. Do you just, like, get somebody to write all the books? You find, like, another Matt Kent and just, like, throw boatloads of money at him? That ain't gonna happen. Not with this group. Mm-hmm. That's not their. That's not how they operate. Right. So it'll be interesting to see how Valiant bounces back. I wonder if they just told him like this is just a pause. You yeah. Know? Like I said, I don't know. I don't know what that conversation looked like. I'm just saying, like even if it was smooth, you you're still gonna rely on that income for the month or whatever. And then now you're not getting that income, so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would love to like actually see what it was that they were told. Yeah. And and that, yeah. it's tough when you're like operating on like a third hand source, right? Yeah. Uh, and especially when it's bleeding cool. Yeah, exactly. Well, and they they weren't the only ones that reported it. I think I saw something from CBR, and there was something on Newsarama. So like the the news got around pretty quick. Right. But uh, but yeah, if, you know, if it comes to bleeding cool, you gotta wonder sometimes. I mean, I like I said before, there's I there's I I don't necessarily like the site. Uh, I've I've talked to Richard. I had Richard on one of my podcasts once. I had a ball with that guy. He's hilarious. Um, but you know, yeah. Do you think this is valid? Do you think this is Valiant's exit plan from from the comic side of it? Man, we're just gonna switch over to movies and. What are you hanging out on uh, on our conspiracy? You've been on, you've been on Reddit. Yep, I'm doing. I'm, I'm there. I'm there. I have nothing you, else to do at home. I so mean, damn. I, I've been hearing that since uh, since the new crew took over Valiant. Like, oh, they're just gonna cancel all the comics and just focus on on movies. Remember there was that one quote from the guy where he's like, "Yeah, we want to do all these movies." Mm. Right. Right. Exactly. And everyone's like, "Oh, they're not. They don't care about the comics. We knew it." Yeah. Got him. Got him. Got him. Yeah, comics canceled, confirmed. <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. Got me to bite into it. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know if I if I buy into that. Uh, I mean, right now would be a good time, I assume. But uh, like, you can't make any movies either because all that's shut down. Yeah. Right. Right. So why? They can't shut down making comics until I get my Shadow Man. There you go. I agree. Because that's the yeah. Shadow Man that I've been wanting for 2012. Yes. The horror Shadow Man. Yep. Yeah. Mm, maybe you have to make your own, Ronnie. <laughs> I can do that. Yeah, too. Colin will come over and he'll he'll like read it like a bedtime yeah, story. Yeah, I was gonna say you just <laughs> drive to Colin's house, dude. He won't let me in. Margarita. <laughs> just bribe him with a bottle of tequila. Did I not just tell you that we were in martial law and we couldn't leave anywhere? <laughs> I mean, dude, you're in Missouri. What's martial law mean? Chuck Norris. <laughs> hey, Walker, you, Texas Ranger. I heard, uh, I heard, coronavirus got Chuck Norris and then ran away. Yeah. Yep. Mm, that's what I heard. Nasty. 
Nasty. Uh, dude, Missouri's like South Carolina, man. You, if you're in martial law, you're going to have militias everywhere. I saw the militia last night when I was coming home from work. Yeah. What? Yeah, they were out there having a meeting. Yeah, they're they're getting ready for this martial law. If it happens, yeah, I, I ain't worried about no martial law. The militia's here. They're gonna they're gonna <laughs> help us out. Right. Mm, mm, mm. Let them go to the front lines first. Yeah, It'd be good for you guys. I will buy yeah. you a cupcake. <laughs> uh, but the, them them boys are ready. That's the thing about Wait the south, man. If you're up north, you don't know nothing about that. Oh, uh, we got them up here. This is like the mini south in Ohio. Yeah, Ohio's kind of weird. Yeah, it's just. Mm. I know Travis Don't. doesn't have any. They're just walking around with avocado toast all the time. Yes. In fact. <laughs> <laughs> Look, he got all happy. Like, yes. Smoking well, the that, avocados last. Yeah, all that legal weed. Yes, uh, no comment. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's wrap this up, gentlemen. Uh, thank you for joining me on this special edition of the Valley and Central podcast. Uh, always a treat chatting with you gentlemen. Uh, of course, you can find all these gentlemen on Twitter. Dewan is at Collect Valiant. Uh, he's he's got a one track mind, so that's that's his Twitter handle. Uh, Travis is at the Great Magnet. Ronnie is at Rumbar three sixteen. I'm at Geekvine. The show is at Valiant underscore Central. Uh, we're gonna have another special episode. There's a special episode in the works, so be on the lookout for that. There might be a a, uh, what do we want to call this, Travis? It's it's not like a cornucopia of Valiant stuff. It's uh, mm. a, a, a crossover episode. A, a pride of Valiant fans. Pride. A pride, right? Like lions? Uh, no. Elephant pride. A pride of elephants. There, we're gonna have a giant crossover episode. Uh, Probably be a, a gaggle. A gaggle. A gaggle yeah. of Valiant podcasters. So stay tuned for that. Uh, That should be very soon. Uh, Thank you for listening, and we'll catch you guys later.